Hey, it's Avishak, and you're listening to the Stop Being Confused About Health podcast, where our goal is to discover the deepest truths about health, bust myths, connect to nature, and figure out what kind of ice cream we're allowed to eat. So I hope your curiosity is as strong as my sweet tooth, because there are a ton of questions to be asking. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Abhishek, and today I have a very interesting guest, and she has a story that she is trying to tell everyone about because it's it's not frequently talked about. But today we're going to talk about vaccines in the military, specifically the anthrax vaccine. And so I'm joined today by a woman named Dawn, who the the father of her first two girls was given the anthrax vaccine, and she strongly believes this vaccine is causing a lot of harm and not a lot of people know about that. So thanks Don for joining me today uh, to share your story. Thank you. So glad we connected. So you, so you have a YouTube channel called I am a soldier's voice. Why did you create it? That name has a lot to it because uh, I am a soldier's voice. They don't have a voice. Uh, they're ignored, they're not listened to, um, they're suffering and have been suffering since uh, that the vaccine became mandatory in 1998 by Bill Clinton. Um, they have on record about 35,000 passing away from the anthrax vaccine that um, I do have uh, links to and um, it, it's still continuing to affect a lot. I mean, thousands. Okay. I have found groups where they talk about it and how they're ignored by the VA. Um, they can't get any claims. They can't get any help. Um, all the symptoms they have are issues with their lungs, issues with memory loss, nausea, um, um, uh, like, uh, a plastic anemia, there's just, uh, the list goes on, severe headaches, extreme chronic fatigue, that's also in there. Um, and the way that he found, the way we figured out how he had what he had after he had gotten into the military um, was because we went to a, a doctor that I worked in a building with, I was uh, working at a law firm, and we pretty much lost hope, we went to you know, the emergency room, which is the first place you would go because he's, he was urinating what looked like wine with bubbles in the toilet. Wow. And he was also pale, very, very pale, uh, tired and looking like he was about to pass out. Um, the hospital we took him to didn't have a clue of what was happening to him. When they withdrew blood and took this to the lab to have it tested, they came back freaking out because his blood was so thick and it was coagulating that they couldn't even test it. And they tried about three times, which wasn't helping because he was lacking the red blood cells that he was losing all at the same time. And they had never seen something like this before. Okay. Um, um, let's, let's back up for a minute. When did this happen? 2001. He was in service from 97, 98, 99, 2000. And there was a series of three vaccine, anthrax vaccine shots. 
So one, the first one is given, then about two weeks, uh, the second one was given, and then six months, another one was given. So. Like okay. That. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I, I do remember around that time there was some anthrax scare. And so maybe they've made a push to, for the military to get the vaccine. So you talked about a specific diagnosis that they gave him. What, what was that? Okay, this doctor, the only reason why he knew or even heard about this diagnosis at that time was because when he was in med school, he happened to have to write an essay about a rare disorder, a rare blood disorder, and his happened to be paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinaria. So when he has the person that is actually suffering this in front of his face, he was excited, sadly, because... Right. Oh my gosh, this was like a guinea pig to him. Like he can, he has this in front of his face. He can work with this. Um, but then there was also no answer at all whatsoever. This diagnosis was a mystery to doctors for about 10 years at that time. Um, they didn't, it's not hereditary. It's not, you cannot pass it to someone else. So he wasn't born with it. You can't give it to someone else and it's not hereditary. So what caused it in the first place, especially in 2001, after his time in the military where, you know, they had the series of anthrax vaccines, plus many other ones that could have also triggered something in his um, immune system. When you look at the studies now for paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinaria, it's updated and it says two factors have to happen in order for paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinaria to occur. The first is gene mutation, which is something vaccines have never been tested on. And the question begs to ask why? The second cause is total bone marrow failure. So, you know, he had, uh, he did have a plastic anemia. He had issues with his um, his eyes, the the wetness in his eyes, his tendons. Um, it happened. It got worse over time. The life expectancy for paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria was eleven years. He passed that and went up to about fifteen years. But it was a very slow deteriorating uh, process, and this is what a lot of them seem to be going through. My eye opener was when I saw the, the documentary called Vaccine Syndrome. It's a docu-series that's within the uh, vaccinesrevealed.com series. And um, mm -hmm. I did have an interview with We Are Vax with Brittany Cara. And mm -hmm. at that time, I had no idea that there was an update to this at all. I hadn't looked into paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobin area. I just oh. thought they would think it was, oh my God, some rare disorder. What it is, is that it's a red blood cell. Your red blood cells, a percentage of your red blood cells are being attacked by your own body. You have 14 proteins protecting the red blood cell, but for some reason there's two missing. So your body is attacking it. You're passing it on through your, you know, when you're going to the bathroom and this happens at night. It's why it's called nocturnal. Right, right. Okay, let's, so let's back up a little bit. So there's three doses of this anthrax vaccine. Um, what was the temporal, I guess, association? In other words, like when did he start getting these symptoms 
after the vaccine. So did he get the vaccine in wherever he was deployed or was it in this, in where, wherever you are at home or? He was deployed. I wasn't, I was living with my mom at the time. My first was still very young. Um, he was in Japan, I believe for six months. And I remember getting his call telling me that he felt really bad after that shot. And he laughed and kind of giggled about it and didn't say, uh, didn't say much after that. The weird symptoms he had when he was out already or, you know, during that process was uh, getting nauseous, getting really nauseous. And that was something that uh, he never had before. Nauseous for certain smells he didn't have a problem with before. Um, getting tired, just taking like a, a flight of stairs, which he was a, you know, he's a, he was a very fit guy. He never drank in his life. He didn't do a drug in his life. He was a workout guru, uh, you know, eating his proteins. He was very, you know. Well, yeah, drinking and uh, drugs wouldn't cause some kind of fatigue to yeah. that level. Um, so he got a, he got the anthrax vaccine in Japan and right after that, so within like a day or a month, cause the thing was these vaccines, sometimes people say after like a month, they start getting symptoms. How many days do you think it took for him to notice a change in his health after the vaccine? If he did experience something, I wouldn't know. They were gag ordered not to say anything, anything about it. There was a trial, um, where a Lance Corporal you know, refused this the vac the anthrax vaccine because he saw one of his friends bleeding out the ears, going, you know, something was very wrong. And they were still pushing this. This was also not even approved by the F FDA. It wasn't approved by the FDA until about 2002, and they were still pushing it. Um, their lab was also cited with over 100 citations. And they this, still is the, this is the manufacturer of the vaccine. What what are, What is their name? This was, oh, I'm, I don't remember. I can't recall their name. I thought, you, I thought you just said what their name was, or that was, that was the name of some other organization that you just mentioned. Um, their labs being cited? I, I think you said the, after, so that his friend was bleeding out the ears and they weren't, there was a gag oh, order. The FDA, the FDA had not approved this vaccine for use until 2002. And they were still pushing it in 1998 to continue going, to continue going, even though there were massive problems um, happening with it. They continued to do it. They, it was, it's, it's really barbaric. I mean, every, it's, everything comes out in the vaccine syndrome documentary. It goes into, um, many of the and there's interviews on right. people that have suffered it and can tell you you know what they went through some of these people were passing out blacking out of nowhere and this is from the anthrax vaccine so okay so you said he called you and said i feel tired um was that like the day he got the vaccine or like the day after the day that he got the vaccine he was sweating he felt dizzy he felt sick he felt bad. Hmm. Okay. And so how long did it take then after for his health to deteriorate to the point where he couldn't even like serve anymore? He did. And com he completed his time with uh, no problems. I mean, the fatigue was not noticeable 
and severe until about 2001. That's when uh, it, it was really um, noticeable. He got really pale out of nowhere. And this was, it had been the second time that he had gone to the bathroom that way. And we didn't know what was happening. I did find another person who is still suffering this. Um, I follow him on my Instagram. Okay, so like he's literally still going through it and they haven't diagnosed him. That's why I wanted to mention that diagnosis because I feel like that may help them somehow. I don't know. I'm not sure. But that's the only proof that they have. That's the only proof, the only link that they have that may be able to help them because no doctors know about this rare disorder. He just, the doctor that we went to just happened to know about it because he had to do an essay on it. But no one else, not even in the emergency room we had gone, um, when, it, when it first happened to him, could tell him what was going on with him. Right, right. Okay, so he, when did he get the vaccine? It was 1998. And how far apart were the doses? I believe it was two weeks. Uh, the first dose, after first dose, two weeks. After two weeks, I believe six okay. months. And then there was another one, I, maybe a year after that. I, you know. And this, because you said in 2001, he started getting really crazy fatigue and uh, getting really pale. This was years after the vaccine, right? Yeah. I'm not sure when he got his last one because they were still getting it a year after as well. Um, okay. His deployment was already nearing the time where he was almost done with his uh, with his four years. He did his four years. So I'm assuming it was probably 99, 2000 that he got them. Okay, so randomly he started getting kind of sick after the vaccine. Sounds like they've, they gave booster shots. Um, not sure about the exact details. But so how widespread do you think this problem is in the military i mean are they still giving the anthrax vaccine i am not sure if they're still giving the anthrax vaccine i know that they are still mandated to receive vaccines and that they don't really have a choice which you know in my opinion everyone should have a choice and as researching them and looking into them and have a choice yeah you know it gets complicated because for them to serve that the government has to make sure that everyone's vaccinated. So I, don't, I have no idea what the exemptions are like, especially when you travel and so on. But I think what's really curious about your story is the particular vaccine. I mean, it's, it, it's not a vaccine people, like normal people don't get the anthrax vaccine. Bioweapon. What was that? It's a biological weapon. It's you know, that they're, they're trying to use and inject in someone. Right, right. Is anthrax even, uh, is it an organism or like a chemical? It's an organism that uh, it's, it's happens around like sp a certain um, like soil and animals. And honestly, the, the most recent research that I, I saw and that came up was how um, the, the anthrax vaccine is just not even useful. So it was being given and it's not even, it wasn't even working and it wasn't even doing it. And then I questioned myself, do you think they didn't know that? I mean. Yeah, I mean, when the FDA is trying to work on a, approving a vaccine, I feel like 
they'll often make exemptions where not exemptions right word but they'll just let it out on the market if there's a reason to think that it would possibly benefit someone a lot of drugs are like that like cancer drugs even if there's not enough research they might just throw it out there for people who have like no hope they don't uh, even consider vaccines as a drug because if they did it would probably never reach the market well, yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it's it. There's a t association, you know, a, a tie with all these manufacturers and the government. So, you know, yeah. in this case, I think at the time there was this whole war on terror thing, and they were afraid of anthrax. So, I think what I'm really curious about now is this anthrax vaccine immunization program. That's that's what we'll have to do some research on after this. If they're still giving this out, what other people have had side effects? So. Since you, you, so you said you've been on social media to talk about this. Have you come across other members of the military who've been uh, affected by the this particular vaccine? Two. One of them was uh, his friend who had um, lateroids uh, issues, and he can't smell now. He lost his like sense of smell. Um, others have like uh, lost. Uh, they, they just some of their nerves are not working some of the feel nerves are not working right um and like i said my friend from instagram he is going through the exact same thing that uh chris was he's urinating the the dead blood cells and feeling the uh the chronic fatigue uh, fatigue syndrome which um i have links to the four, over 400 pages of the um, the government records that these are on, it's uh, RAC Gov records, two thousand eight and I believe two thousand fourteen. Okay, yeah, we'll include those in the show notes. You also said you think people have died from this vaccine. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, this documentary and those two um, uh, government records have the thirty five on record before they told them to. Uh, be quiet and not say a word. The Lance Corporal that went against and refused to get the anthrax vaccine was given 30 days in the brig and a dishonorable discharge. And that's what they used to threaten them so that they won't talk. Hey, who, so who is yeah. this? You mentioned that name again, the Lance... Lance, Lance Corporal, um, his name is, oh my God, it's skipping my head right now. Oh, so this it's is like this is a person. It's a trial that is on record, but he was not allowed to go in with anyone helping it, helping him. But it is on record. Um, he, he was allowed, allowed to go to. So he, what was he going to trial for? For refusal of uh, taking the anthrax vaccine. I see. Okay. And this was a this was a corporal. So I'm not too familiar with the military lingo, but that's obviously some rank in the military, correct? Yeah. Okay. So he refused to do that, and. So you're saying other people in the military refused to get this vaccine, and so how, wait, how recent was uh, was that case with the corporal, the corporal? That was right when it first came. Right when they were giving those anthrax vaccines, it was back in 1998. Um, Lance Corporal Gerald Schwartz, that's his name. Um, so yeah, that is okay. definitely that's great. Yeah. So you can see his the mock uh, trial of the trial on record on the in the vaccine uh, syndrome documentary. Okay, great. So we'll, we'll include we'll include all that in the show notes. So you, you think 30? So you said 35 people died? 30, wait, 35,000 
people in the Sold. middle soldiers from the vaccine and this was confirmed and this is including uh soldiers in the uk as well what do you know where that data is from yeah i'm getting it from the vaccines uh syndrome documentary so there was um 35,000 deaths on about you know that linked to the anthrax vaccine that is on record and this was during the time that they were in the afghanistan and iraq um about 6,500 deaths happened from like friendly fire in this war and 35,000 soldiers died because of the anthrax vaccine. How does that make any sense? Uh, yeah, I mean, if that statistic is, cor is correct, that's insane. Um, you know, I'd have to, I'm gonna have to look, look at that documentary and see where, where that's coming from. But what I do believe may be the case is, there's because I did a few videos on the meningitis vaccine and they always deny that vaccines could have any side effects, but the uh, manufacturers always list, you know, what side effects they came up with when they did their safety testing. And after the vaccine was approved, they get, you know, reports for over the next month or whatever. They, they're not too specific about it. And they um, collate those those results and a lot of people get all kinds of things encephalitis brain issues especially neurological issues you mentioned this guy had uh tingling and numbness so neurasthenia or whatever autoimmune disorders sure i think literally anything is possible yeah um, but it really depends on what's in the vaccine so heavy metals are in there you know it's probably individual a lot of vaccines have eggs egg byproducts so they're not safe for vegans um, the 80 which is opening the pathway to just bypass the blood-brain barrier i what, mean okay, you know, what, they don't keep the same adjuvants or ingredients they they've changed them they i mean the reason why there was peanut allergies for um a, a while and it's not around anymore they were using peanut oil as an adjuvant in vaccines and they wanted to use coconut oil next. And then they were trying to prep people about, oh, coconut oil is bad for you. And I don't know, <laughs> that would probably be some other topic. But um, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny is, goes into the ingredients on these vaccines. There are n about nine different bovine DNAs that they use. And the way that they obtain them is, if you're a vegan, uh, you'd seriously question. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Adjuvants are, are interesting. Um, yeah. That is a slightly different topic because it's really complicated and yeah, they it say it's really meant for delivery of the vaccine, more effective delivery, but you don't really know what's going to happen. There's a food synergy effect, you know, just like in nutrition, combine a lot of stuff together. It's different than just eating one thing. Um, so what are your thoughts on, you know, vaccine detoxification? This is something you talk about on your channel. Um, what are your thoughts on de detoxifying from vaccines if you're injured? That's a big, big one because it's not so simple to detox. And it, I can't stand hearing that someone's gotten a vaccine because they think that they had to, and then they're trying to ask, and get help on how to detox from them. It is not that simple. It can take months, years, 
and you may not ever get to be 100% um, normal again. I am reading right now the J.B. Handley, the autism book, and there is a Dan, D-A-N, um, group that is that has helped a lot of children come back out of you know autism and regress from from the regression of autism and they're doing a great job they're just it's very hard to get that 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 they are doing something out there but as far as the anthrax vaccine i have not come across anyone yet that has been able to get better from their symptoms from detoxing maybe a little bit better but you know not fully after um the father of your daughters got sick from the vaccines i mean what what was his condition like you said it took he passed away 15 years so i'm assuming that was what 2016 um what what was his de decline like as far as uh like when was he bedridden what was that like um every year it seemed like the paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobin area attacks were getting uh, more. He would have like maybe one or two episodes a year, and then it went from more than that. Uh, and then he, his, uh, the aplastic anemia was very bad. He had to get a lot of photo of photosynthesis done, a lot of blood transfusions. By the time he was reaching his 11th year, he was already they were already looking into uh, the bone marrow transplant. He had to get a bone marrow transplant because it was already getting really bad. It was causing a lot of problems with his work. He was working for ICE and he had to just remain in the office because he couldn't be out there uh, physically doing anything with anyone. And um, it affected his job a lot because of that. He did become disabled. And then after that, he still had a lot of problems. After the bone marrow transplant, it, it seemed like all like so many things just came up. His head swole, and then he got like uh, sores all down his throat, his tongue. Uh, that ended up going away. But then he had he started having problems with his tendons major problems with, uh, the major problem was his lungs. The worst problem that he, he had after the bone marrow transplant was the lungs. They did so many biopsies of his lungs, it was ridiculous. What, what eventually was the cause of death? He had to have a lung transfusion and he went to Duke University to have that done. He was there for a year and was not even sure he was gonna make it after that surgery um but he did and after that i mean it was about a year and his cause of death was obliterans lungs mm, okay i have heard of that before I kind of forget what that is do you know do you know what that is um i can try to explain it it's like a collapsing of the lungs and know, okay, yeah you know they don't function properly i mean but yeah Right. And so what you mentioned, he had these attacks. What, what were these attacks? Like waking up in the middle of the night having to pee and you, and you pee blood basically. He'd wake up in the morning and when he'd go, the first thing out was just a 
it's it literally looks like you're just pouring red wine with bubbles in the toilet and the doctor explained to us that those are the dead red blood cells his body was had attacked that's interesting. that's interesting yeah um so i just looked this up i'll just read what it says bronchiolitis obliteran syndrome is that is that the same thing you're talking about obliterans um uh, yeah it's probably the same thing but basically it's a obstruction of the bronchioles which are the smaller branches uh in the lungs due to inflammation and definitely sounds like severe inflammation um you know, there's all kinds of side effects from vaccines, um, and we don't know what the true prevalence rate of stuff like this is. You know, like you said, there there might be some level of censorship with reporting these things. Um, but what I would like to share for everyone listening and who's who's listening in the future is there's a vaccine adverse events reporting system. So, um, you know, if you know anyone who has been damaged, you are allowed to report there. With that, that's a CDC branch, I believe. And also you can report side effects to any manufacturer of a vaccine like Merck or GlaxoSmithKline. And I didn't know that until very recently. What is that? Just the fact that they, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just the fact that they, a vaccine injury compensation program exists and they don't tell the parents that that actually exists. I never even, I had no idea that that existed at all until something happens yeah that makes sense that's a really good point i mean you're not going to know that exists unless you spend your time reading jb handley and following all the people who talk about vaccine injury because uh in public schools right in walgreens cvs they tell you to get the flu shots if they said right next to that next to that oh you know if you have a side effect report it to the v-a-e-r-s Everybody would know what the VAERS is, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. But yeah. I wonder how many people actually, if I were to ask 100 people on the street, how many people actually know what that is? I would say maybe you like 10. You could definitely go out there and do that. I would be curious. See. <laughs> Make that yeah. as one of your videos. Yeah, yeah, I will do that. I mean, you, you, you should do it too. Like take a sample size wherever you live, do a little, do a little YouTube video. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really important. Okay, Don, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Are there any other important details or anything else we haven't covered that you want to, you want to share? No, we've covered, we've covered pretty much enough. I mean, if anyone has any questions, um, or, if, or anything, they can just, you know, comment or hit us up and let us know. <laughs> yeah. So your YouTube channel is I am a soldier's voice. And uh, your Instagram is the same? It's actually Don's underscore Wonderland. Okay, great. So we'll include this information as well as a lot of the research and resources Don mentioned in the notes. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.